How you doing, Jonathan? Good morning, new life. Welcome, welcome. You um, made it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm Marty, and this is Stacy. Hi. And on behalf of everyone here at New Life, welcome. We're so glad you made it this morning out in the blustery weather. Um, it looks like I can still see a bunch of the trees bending over and everything, yeah. so I'm glad you made it here. If you're new here, by the way, uh, we would love to get to know you better, and we actually have a free gift for you. I can't tell you what it is, but you can find out when you get to one of the booths. We're not open outside, but over here at this door and at that door. On your way out, if you could just stop and say hi, that would be wonderful. Yeah, and our balcony is closed, as you saw, mainly just because um, if the power does go out, we do have contingencies. They we have a plan, a and a they just bit. don't want people doing the stairs, just in case. Just so, in case. So it is cold and windy and weathery outside, but inside, the Holy Spirit is in the move. Celebration so, Sunday. So, yeah, it is mm -hmm. Celebration Sunday and a lot of great things happening. So um, as you're coming in, you're taking that breath. Um, if you feel that movement of the spirit, um, they are over here with towels and they have t-shirts. And if you decide, yeah, I want to get baptized today, today can be your day. So it's going to be exciting. Um, and we are so glad that you are here to join us for this celebration Sunday. So welcome, welcome. Well, so as you can see, we have our first part of our celebration today. We have dedications happening. So... Enjoy. Yes. Well, good morning, New Life. It's so good to be here. As the family comes on, and uh, we're going to dedicate Baby Koa here in just a little bit. But um, I wanted to do a little bit of teaching um, as we go through our, our various elements and celebrations that we have today. Just wanted to remind us of a couple of things. And, and we're so thankful to have families who are choosing to dedicate their children to the Lord today. I think we dedicated 10 children in the 9 a.m. service. And we've got uh, one here today um, in just a moment. And, you know, dedication is a very um, incredible opportunity for parents parents to make a commitment to raise their kids to know and to love God. And so that's really what dedication is. It's not a commitment on behalf of uh, Koa or the child. It's a commitment on behalf of parents to say, you know what, we're going to raise our kids to know and to love God so that at a young age, they may receive the forgiveness that Christ has offered to them, that they may walk in the ways of the Lord, that, that, they, that God would reveal the plans and purposes that he has for them, and that they would experience his favor and blessing all the days of their life. And that's what we pray over them. And so for parents, it's really your commitment to model and to teach. Um, I know that sounds, you know, like, oh, of course, but I think it's interesting that in the stresses of life, in the ways and kind of just the, the ins and outs of what we experience in life, it's so easy to teach our kids that education is important. It's so easy to uh, connect our kids with their favorite sport or art or any number of other things. But it's the primary responsibility of moms and dads or whoever those children live with to disciple their children. And that's really what the calling is in dedication. It's a reminder that my calling is to disciple my children and also to trust that God's hand will be upon their children. And so as you think about dedication, as you come here today, there is a calling to model and to teach your, to Koa, sorry, excuse me, to model and to teach Koa um, how to walk in the ways of the Lord. 
The second thing that you're gonna be called to do is to activate his faith and to activate the gifts and graces that you see in him. Not only will you do that, but in a moment I'll talk about how we as the church can do that. And so as you see him grow and as he begins to um, exhibit different talents and gifts and graces, you wanna activate those and say, hey, you know what? I love that you're strong-willed, but let's, re- let's surrender that strong-willedness to the Lord, right? Um, I love that you have um, an a, a affinity towards the academics, or I love that you're relational, or I love that, that I see this giftedness in sports or the arts or any number of areas. But teaching them not only how to activate that particular giftedness, but then how to uh, surrender that to the Lord. Because the other thing that we know is that our greatest strengths also have a weak side to them. In fact, I often will see in my, in my own children areas of my, of my personality that I'm like, ooh, that's a danger zone for them, right? You see that in your kids, and you're like, ah, you don't really wanna do that. And teaching them how to surrender those particular areas to the Lord. And then third, every season of parenting has its challenges. Every season of parenting, you will, you will find yourself, whether uh, in the toddler years, infant years, toddler years, teenage years, young adult years, and even beyond. You will find yourself frustrated at times and asking yourself, God, how do I parent well in this moment? And in those moments, I want you to, when you're frustrated, when you're asking yourself, hey, they're not listening to me. Hey, I just can't get through to them. In those moments, I want you to think of this moment. The moment where you said, God, not only do I want to disciple my child well, not only do I want to teach them, but God, more importantly than any of that, I want to dedicate my child back to you. And I trust you. I trust you and your Holy Spirit to keep pursuing them even when they're not listening. I trust you and your Holy Spirit to keep them, keep your arms wrapped around them. I trust you, God, that your voice will never be far from them and you will constantly be calling them back to your side. And so in those moments, I want you to remember this moment and trust him. And then last but not least, it's an incredible act of trust that you have in this moment for the body of Christ, for us. You're not alone. We are choosing to love your children and specifically this morning to covenant and to love Koa. You are choosing to trust us that we will help raise him to know and to love God alongside of you. You are trusting us to create a safe environment where he will discover the forgiveness and grace and mercy of a loving God who who expressed that love through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And so we are committing to you guys. So with that in mind, will you commit to helping Koa to become fully alive in Jesus? If so, say, we will. And you can just respond with, we will. will. Awesome. And then congregation, this is our covenant and our commitment. New Life, will you commit yourself as the body of Christ to support and encourage these parents as they endeavor to fulfill their responsibility to their son, Koa? Will you take an active responsibility to create a community and environment where Koa will grow to be fully alive in Jesus? And I don't want them to think, I know that because of weather, there's a few, there's some, there's fewer of us here. So I want a resounding we will here in a moment. Will you commit to this? If so, say we will. One, two, three. There you go. That's good. That's good. So we're going to dedicate Koa. Awesome.
So I don't know if you can see, but he's showing up. He's been waving at you. Ah, uh, very he's good. He's waving at everybody. Are you okay if I hold him? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, what's up, little man? Everybody, this is your fam, yeah. Do you guys have uh, some family and friends that are here with you today? We have my mentor and then my Bible study lady. All right, can you, you, all right, you're taping. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand up where you're at, all right? Yes, awesome. And church, you can reach out. Yeah, stay, stay, stay standing and you can reach out your hand to baby Koa right here. Oh, I'm getting a grin and everything. <laughs> Or maybe just getting his pacifier back, but I feel better. All right, let's pray for Koa. I dedicate Koa in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, we pray that as Koa grows physically, God, he would also grow in his relationship with you. That at a very young age, God, he would recognize you as Savior and receive your gift of forgiveness through Jesus. That, God, he would be filled with your Spirit. That, God, the gifts and graces that you placed in him when you knit him together, that, God, those would be revealed and he would use those gifts and graces to glorify you in all things. God, I pray that your blessing and your favor would follow him all the days of his life. And we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty and powerful name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Can we celebrate with the Odell family this morning? Congratulations, y'all. I invite everybody to stand. We're gonna continue in worship this morning. And as, um, as you stand up, turn to somebody and say, are you ready to worship?
we just look to you right now and we think it's a really beautiful reminder to have the cross on the platform with us this morning, Lord. It reminds us, Lord, that you are an approachable God. We are free. In fact, we are invited to come near, to come behold the wondrous mystery of the love of Jesus Christ. And so this morning, God, we just lay all we have and all we are at your feet. We come close enough, Lord, to hear you whisper. Thank you, Lord, that you speak through the fire and the flood and through the earthquake, God, but help us to orient our lives in such a way that you only have to speak in a whisper. God, as we continue this morning's time of worship, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to disciple us, speak life over us, Speak life over the circumstances that we walk in these doors with, Lord. So many of us, Lord, we know. So many of us are just struggling, Lord. We're just barely holding on. But God, you are holding us up. And so for that, we say thank you, Lord. For for that, Lord, we say blessing and honor, glory and power. There is no other like our King. And Nick and I had talked before service during our prayer time. And I'm like, man, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm sensing we need to pray for one another today. And 
And I went through a whole first service and I was like, no, I just didn't, you know, it wasn't like bad or anything. It's not bad to pray for each other, but I just didn't sense the Holy Spirit just diverting our direction. So we just kind of went through the service as is. And then we gathered in this space. And again, I just, even more so, just felt heavy that we need to pray for one another. And then obviously this wasn't a song that we sang in first service, or you may not know that, but we didn't sing that song in first service. I'm all right, Lord, Lord, you're speaking. And I began to think about, as I was standing over here, the wind and the rain that's going on outside right now. And I began to think about how often we don't realize areas of our life that maybe are going to get exposed when the, rain, when the rains come and the winds come. And the weak foundation, I, I, I think about the canopy that was up in our parking lot that was literally bent like a pretzel. <laughs> I think about the awning that was ripped this morning. Our Connection Central tipped over. I know that when I get home, there's going to be uh, a couple of places that I already was aware that we need to get fixed. The water is going to begin to seep into those particular areas. And, and, and I just begin to think that we can walk through life and we can find ourselves like, oh yeah, yeah, the foundation is strong, the foundation is strong, the foundation is strong. And then all of a sudden something happens and we're like, oh, it just feels so weak in this moment. Whether it's a diagnosis, I prayed for somebody after our first service that just found out that they have cancer and is going through a series of tests right now. And I think about the different relationship challenges that we, that we go through. And, and I thought, when we come together, even on a Sunday like this, where people may be staying at home because of the wind and the rain and it's just cold to go outside, when we gather together, shouldn't we make sure that we encourage each other, that we spur each other on in faith, that we pray for one another. Because the reality is, is you're gonna walk out those doors in just a little bit. And those challenges are still gonna be there and the support isn't gonna feel like it does in this particular moment. And so I wanted just to pause. And I want you to close your eyes just so that there's no distraction. Nothing more spiritual about closing your eyes. And I want you to just allow the Holy Spirit. Is there, some, is there an area of your life that you're walking through that you just want the power of the Holy Spirit to come and minister to you in this particular moment? Is there an area of your life that you need the majesty and the power of God, the one who is worthy of it all to come into this particular area of your life? And if there is, I want you to take a risk. And I want everybody to open their eyes. And if there's an area that you want some people to gather around you and pray for you, I'm letting you know that's what's gonna happen. And so if you're uncomfortable, I want you to know that there's gonna be people that are gonna gather around you and we're gonna lay hands on you and we're gonna pray for you here in a moment. I want you just to slip up your hand so people can see it. And you're not the only one that's going through something. I see somebody's hand already. Keep that hand up, keep that hand up. And if there's somebody that is near you that has their hand up, I want you to gather around that person. We're gonna lay hands on that particular person. We're gonna pray for them. Find somebody with their hand up, gather around them. Gather around them. Nobody, I don't, I don't want anybody alone. Gather around them. Move out of your aisle, that's fine. You can go back to your seat. Yeah, amen.
We're not here just to sing songs and we're not here just to listen to a message. We are here to be the body of Christ. And when one of us hurts, we all hurt. And when one of us celebrates, we all celebrate. We mourn together, we encourage one another. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I am so grateful that you are a God who is aware of all that is happening right now. That God, I don't need to know the details of what's happening in each one of these situations. I don't need to know the details of what's happening in each one of these circumstances. But God, you know them. You know what is happening and you know the details and you know, you know that you are entering into the each and every circumstance, every unique circumstance and situation, God. You are able to meet people right where they are at. And you don't just enter into that as some kind of God who is distant. You enter into that moment as a God who comes near and brings the full resources of who you are, of your love and your grace and your compassion and your healing and your forgiveness. God, you bring that into that situation. And so God, I ask that the people who raise their hand, that they would sense your presence right now. I ask God that they would sense your comfort right now. I pray, God, that they would sense your assurance right now that you are near and that you are a God who is faithful. I pray, God, for those who need healing, I pray for a healing and miraculous touch. I can think of somebody right now, God, I pray for healing in Jesus' name. God, I pray that we would encourage one another. And when the storms of life expose things, our hurts, our wounds, our frustrations, sickness. I pray, God, that we know that you are greater than the storm. You are greater than the hurt. You are greater than the suffering. You are greater than the uncertainty. You are greater. And you are worthy of our worship. And we have gathered here to lift up your name. And so, God, May we encourage each other. May we spur each other on in faith as the gathered body of Christ this morning. And we ask all these things in the powerful and the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen, amen. Can we give God some praise this morning? Hallelujah. And I just wanna worship. Let's just worship. Let's just worship. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of us lifting up his name and lean into your worship of who God is this morning.
that for a moment, that you will be worthy, you are worthy forever, Lord. We are just praising you in a moment of time, Lord. So small, so small in your understanding of time, God. That you call, yet you call us to be faithful, Lord. So we want to be the faithful worshipers. We want to be a faithful bride. And we want to be a pure bride. So Lord, right now, just speak to our hearts, Lord, in all the areas, Lord, where we have gone against you and your kingdom, Lord. We just repent of that now, Lord. We surrender the things that we want, the things that we desire, Lord. We lay them at the cross. We ask you to make us white as snow, Lord. We want to fully surrender, Lord, so that we can live fully alive in you. So God, whatever you have planned for the rest of this time together, Lord, we, we just pray that you would make it so much greater than anything we could plan or we could dream of, Lord. All of this is yours. All of this time is yours, God. So we just submit it to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is great and worthy of all praise. God, we give you blessing and honor and glory and power to you and you alone. And everyone said, amen. You may be seated. We're going to continue giving back to the Lord. Um, so I'd like to invite our ushers forward to receive our offering. This is another one of those ways that we tell the Lord that he has first place in our heart. Everything belongs to him in the first place. And I wanted to give you a little bit of an update about how your generosity has been impacting our community. Um, if you don't know, we have a U-Pick pantry here on our campus. Um, it happens three times a week. And this, this week alone, we served 100 more families than we did at this time last year. So we served 250 families in one week, which represents over a thousand people in those families. So if you picture our sanctuary here, including the balcony, that's more people than would fit into this sanctuary today. So while we like lament and grieve that there are so many families who are struggling with food insecurity in our community, we rejoice in the fact that God has chosen to partner with us and that we can come alongside people and bring a little bit of heaven to earth for them um, and have a, a place where they can get fresh produce and good food to feed their families. So thank you to those of you who uh, give here at New Life because a portion of that goes to help when, when our shelves are bare and look like that, that can fill in some of the gaps. But also this week, if you are out grocery shopping, if you could pick up a few extra and donate it to the pantry. You can drop it off at the church office um, anytime um, during business hours. We would, it would just be such a blessing to those in our community. And another way that we come alongside people during difficult times at New Life is we have a whole bunch of support groups. And most of them are ongoing throughout the year, but there are a couple that are just starting up for the season. Um, we have divorce care and we have grief share. And both of them are starting up in the next couple of weeks. So if you are grieving the loss of a loved one or the loss of a relationship, we would just love to come alongside you, um, provide some tools and support, and also just be a family together as we grieve with one another. So um, the information in the, for that that is in your bulletin. 
And ladies, this coming Saturday is our Galentine's Day brunch. Also wanted to make sure that you high school girls know that you are invited to come. We would love to have you come and be there. Um, this is a great place to bring your daughter, your mom, your grandma, your auntie, any of those any of those ladies. We have a few spots left. We think it's just really going to be a great time to come together as New Life women and um, celebrate how God's been working in our life. We have a guest speaker coming in. There's going to be some games, some prizes maybe, um, and always a delicious brunch. So we would love to have you come out. A couple more days to sign up. We would love to have you do that. And also coming up that next following week is actually the beginning of Lent. So Lent starts on Valentine's Day this year, so it's easy to remember. And so we kick off the season of Lent, um, the solemn season where we focus on our deep need for God. Um, we have an Ash Wednesday service. So on Wednesday at 6 p.m., come here into the sanctuary. It's a time of prayer, a time of worship, a time of reflection as we enter in this season of Lent and focus on our need for Jesus and just being expectant for the ways that he's going to shape our heart during the season of Lent. And so, at it, you know, at Celebration Sunday, we have a few things to celebrate today, and one of which is we have new members to our church family. A couple weeks ago, we had Crash Course. Um, we had a great group of people come through. Some great questions were asked, lots of good dialogue. It was a great representation of the growth of that new life has been experiencing. And so these are all of the people who not only went through Crash Course, but also decided to uh, become a member of New Life. And there's not like any special privileges that you get. It's not like you get like temper off or anything like that. It's not that type of membership. Um, what it is, is just like it's a covenant relationship like we had with child dedications earlier today. It's a way to say, I'm here for you. You're here for me. We are a family and we're in this together. So these are the people who have um, said yes to that. I would love for you just to like pick one of those names and keep them in your head this week and pray for them. Um, because as we know, anytime we step out in faith, the enemy comes against us and wants to speak lies into us about where we belong or who we are. And so we, we want to pray against that for each one of these people. So um, before we continue on in the service, I'd like to just pause and pray for them as well. God, we thank you for the gift of family. Even though we are far from perfect, God, we thank you for church. We thank you for your idea of your family coming together, being there for one another. I pray that in our weakness, you would be strong. Where we fall short, you would shine. That you would fill in the gaps of our own um, shortcomings. And we bring before you today our brothers and sisters who are new family members here at New Life. Would you protect them? Would you show them your love? Would you remind them of who they are? And God, when times get tough, would you bring your people around them? Would we as New Life be that family that loves one another well? that comes along, alongside and supports each one of these people. And so we thank you for the gift of covenant relationship. Even though it's hard, we thank you that we are there for one another in a, in a way that is, um, that's supporting one another and loving one another even when times get difficult. And so we thank you. We love you, we love you, we love you. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I didn't know it. When I first moved here, um, I grew up going to Florida on vacation and swimming in the Gulf. And the Gulf is like 80 degrees during the summer, if not warmer. It's bath water. And so when you go into the Gulf water, you just simply just kind of walk in and it's no big deal. Um, and so I remember the very first time that I watched uh, somebody go into the Pacific. And I was like, oh, 
this might be different. Because as they went in and they did not have a wetsuit on, so you know they're from out of town. And they began to slowly go in. And if you have ever gone into whether it's the Pacific or a cold pool, there's a way that you do this. And it's like your brain keeps telling you to go in quickly and right away, but your body just won't let you. And so you start to go in and you get to like your shins and you're like thinking, hey, maybe I should just go back up on the beach. And then you get to your knees and then you get to your waistline and then you get to your mid chest and eventually you've got to decide to take the plunge and you just simply have to go all the way in and go, go under. Otherwise, you will sit there and there will be this tension between going in further into the water or staying out of the water. And I think for many of us, we live our lives in that tension when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. We live in this tension between, hey, do I want to fully allow Jesus' grace and his mercy and his forgiveness to cover every aspect of my life? Or do I want to live with kind of like part of, part of myself in that and part of myself not in that? Or maybe for you, you question whether or not Jesus' forgiveness and his mercy and his grace can cover not only every area of your sin, but every area of your story. Because sometimes we look at our stories and there's so much hurt and there's so much frustration and there's so many things that we wish we could have changed about our particular story. And we just can't imagine, we just can't imagine that somehow God's grace can cover every aspect of our story. I think that's why God gave us this beautiful sacrament of baptism. Because there will be moments where you will question whether or not God's grace can cover your sin. And there'll be moments where you question whether or not God's grace and his forgiveness can cover your story and the hurts and the pain. And so we have this beautiful sacrament of baptism to remind us that when we go down into the water, that God's forgiveness and his mercy and his sacrifice on the cross covers every single area of your life. There is not an area that somehow is still exposed. Every area of your life is consumed with his forgiveness and consumed with his, with his grace and consumed with his mercy and consumed with his love. And what's challenging for us is we know that in our head and yet we sometimes live, with our, live our lives as if, as if somehow, oh, it can cover every area but that area. I can go all in except for this area. Earlier today, we were able to baptize several individuals. Over the last several weeks, we've baptized eight individuals. Something that changed for us, quite honestly, as a part of how things were during that 2020, 2021 season. And we just began to say, hey, if somebody receives Christ as Lord and Savior, we'll come to your house. We'll baptize you in a hot tub, which is much nicer than the Pacific sometimes. In your pool, in the ocean, wherever. Like, if you've received God, why wait? Like, we'll just come to you and we will baptize you. And it's just been awesome. And I think uh, since maybe the beginning of December or late November, we've baptized eight individuals just over that, that last month or so. And we baptized several individuals earlier today. And in the 11 o'clock service, we have one person. And he's given me permission. He wrote out his testimony. He's given me permission to talk a little bit about it, which is why maybe the Lord was trending my thoughts in this particular direction. Because when Tony comes up here and he is baptized in a moment, part of his testimony is, is he's experienced a lot of loss. A lot of loss. Maybe like some of us have experienced. He lost his father early on in his life. 
And as the enemy so often does, the enemy comes along and begins to heap guilt and shame on us for these tragic events that happen in our life. And somehow we feel that we're responsible and we're, it's a part of who we are and we just can't seem to get away from it. Later on in his life, he lost a child. And again, the enemy comes along and begins to heap shame and heap guilt on us. What could we have done different? What, what could I have said? What could have I done differently? And we carry that guilt, it just adds to us. We carry that weight. A little bit later on in his life, he lost his first wife. Guilt, shame. Why? So often what happens is that guilt and that shame of loss after loss after loss, we begin to say, there's just nothing that can cover my story. Therefore, I'm just gonna kind of like numb myself from my story. And so we start to look for ways to self-medicate and forget. And a lifetime passes us where we carry that weight. We carry that hurt. We carry that guilt. We carry that shame. And Tony, 80 years old? How old are you, Tony? 80 years old. 80 years old. 80 years old. Wondering, can I be forgiven? Can God's grace, can his mercy, can his forgiveness cover my story, my hurt, my shame, my guilt, my sin? I mean, I know he can do it for someone like we had, I think someone, uh, one of our uh, young girls was like eight years old this morning. I know that he can cover the sin and the, and the frustration and the story of an eight-year-old, but what about an 80-year-old? Can God cover my story? Paul comes along in the early church and reminds us that when, when we receive Christ as Lord and Savior, that our sin and our brokenness and our shame and the guilt of our story is buried with Christ. And when we come up out of this water, we are a new creation, whether you are eight or 80. And the sin and the suffering and the pain and the things that we have carried around are no longer shackling you down, but you get the opportunity to live into a new life. I think, again, that's something that's fascinating about cold water and specifically the Pacific. I mean, granted, it's cold no matter what, but it is interesting how your body begins to acclimate as you get deeper and deeper, you begin to acclimate to the water that is around you. And this works in both ways. When we surround ourselves with guilt and shame and unforgiveness and sin, we acclimate to those things. But when you surround yourself with forgiveness and mercy and the grace and the salvation of Jesus Christ, you begin to walk in a different way because your life begins to acclimate to the things of God. And so today we have an opportunity to baptize Tony and we have an opportunity to, for him to bear witness of what it looks like to go from death to life. And so Tony, I wanna to invite you and Joan, you can come up here as well if you want or you, you can stay down there, it's okay. She's like, no, not up on the platform, that's okay. Tony, I'm gonna invite you up onto the um, platform and um, Pastor Joanna's gonna read a portion of your testimony and the team's gonna come up here in a moment.
Church, would you just welcome Tony to the platform as he walks up? One of the things that we love to do is that when Tony's baptized here in just a a little bit, when he comes up out of that water, we just want to celebrate and give God praise and thanks for all that he has done. Joanna and Tony, why don't you guys come over here? And again, would you just read that kind of final portion of his testimony? And he's nervous about as much as why he gave me permission to share some of his story today. But man, we we don't want those nerves to get in the way of what God's doing in your life and how he's restored and redeemed you. And just again, what a joy and honor it is for me to be up here with you. We've been talking the last couple of weeks just about how our lives have kind of connected, how I went to high school and junior high with your daughters, Rachel and Chantal. That is just an amazing story of just how small God's world is, right? That we're connected. I feel like we're almost related, Tony. So <laughs> I'm going to read this part. And um, your testimony is just so powerful. And um, you, choose, you, you end each little part with, I will choose to be forgiven today for that tragic event or that event. And you write, I met my current wife, Joan, and we were married sometime after. And I know that's after your first wife passed. And we have been together for over 26 years. She brought three children into the family who I have learned to love over the years. I brought all my baggage to the marriage and she stood by me all this time. In early 2022, we began going back to New Life Church and I'm not sure why. I sat there for 10 months listening to Pastor David's wisdom and and began to understand what he was talking about following Jesus. In December 2022, I was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer and then knew why I went back to church. This disease, undetected at the time, was churning inside of me and subconsciously must have known. We went to the City of Hope for treatment in January 2023. I told the doctor I wanted my treatment in the following order, spiritual awareness, American medicine, and holistic medicine. During seven months of treatment, I followed the above each day. I sat in church continuing to understand what it means to follow Jesus. Two months ago in church, I told my, I told my wife I wanted to go to the front after church for prayers. Three people came and prayed over me. At that moment, I knew that I wanted to be baptized and realized all these years I was looking in the wrong place and promising the wrong people. Your final thoughts were that I believe I can make the final promise to the right person, my heavenly father, and begin to heal from what I believed was unforgivable. All those years, I was looking in the wrong place for forgiveness. Amen, amen. And so, Tony, today... Yes, you can clap for sure. (laughs) For sure. And so today, Tony, this, God has already done the work, but this is an outward expression of what God has been doing in your life. And so when you go down into that water, you are buried with him. And when you rise up out out of that water, you have been raised to new life because he has been raised. What is true of Jesus is true of you. And so if the enemy comes along, and this is for anybody here today, if the enemy comes along and says, no, 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 
That's, that didn't really happen. You point back to the waters of baptism and say that I know that I know that I have been forgiven. I have been set free. And God's grace, his mercy, and forgiveness covers every area of my story. And so I invite you to go ahead and get ready, and we're going to have, uh, have his baptism here in just a moment. The worship team is going to lead us. I invite you as a congregation. He's the only one getting baptized this morning unless somebody else comes forward, which is completely okay. You're going to get wet one way or the other today. Um, so, uh, but I just invite you to, to stand and to celebrate and to worship along as Tony goes down into the water.
Now remember